child of God is a child of God in my father's house there's a place for me I'm a child of God a child of God I'm chosen not forsaken I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God, child of God. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, child. can take a seat. We'll have some testimony time here. Good morning. My name is Kate, and I'm here to lead testimony time. Um, so today, my testimony I'll start with. While there, if you're on Zoom, you can be preparing your testimony if you have one, or in here as well. Um, but the other day at my job, I had an experience with some spiritual warfare, which I haven't had in a very long time. And I'm not gonna tell you all about that. I'm not gonna get into that necessarily. But the thing that I wanna testify to is that I contacted a friend after who um, is pretty versed in spiritual warfare and pretty knowledgeable. And he started to laugh almost 
when I told him what was going on because he said, you'll never believe this, but God knew this was going to happen the whole time, and God already prepared us for this conversation. He said the night before, randomly, he got a thought that he needed to get down some bins in his garage. So he got a ladder and got down some bins that had his old journals in it. And he was reading through his old journals from 19, I think 98 and 99. And he read his notes on a sermon that he had went to on spiritual warfare. And it was exactly the counsel that I needed. And so it, it just, it, after kind of a, me being a little bit shaken at work, to be able to know that God had already gone before me the night before, to even prompt a friend to get a ladder, you know, just the, the sequence of events, it just reminded me that we are not alone in this battle and we are not alone in general. And so that's what I want to testify to. And the verse um, that has resonated with me is, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And just want to testify to that, that our God is greater than anything we're going to encounter, any of the hard that feels either spiritual or the hard that just feels hard. And so that's my testimony. Does anyone here have a something they'd like to testify to? It can be small or big. Good morning. How's everybody today? I'm Melanie. I um, have a praise report that I have been holding back on because I'm so accustomed to, you know, things not going like I hope that I just am afraid to speak it out loud. And, you know, the Lord is good and just kept telling me, you know, move forward, move forward. And over the past couple of years with this COVID, it's just been so hard for everybody. And I kept getting prompted to move forward into opportunities that just seemed contrary to be doing anything during COVID. Um, but I trusted and I did, and I just have kept walking. And I've had dreams for years to own my own business, um, to live in Northern Michigan, and next Friday, I'm actually moving to Charlevoix with Greg, gonna open a business in downtown Charlevoix. And it's just so miraculous that it's come together. We've sold our house, all this crazy stuff. Um, I, it's just like praise after praise. I'm almost embarrassed to say it out loud, but you know, we're deserving and God loves us. So um, in the best, the best part of all of this is Greg and I, as you know, have been together for a long time, and we've decided to deepen our commitment and get married next year on top of everything else. So it's all really great stuff, and <laughs> wanted to share this with my church family, and we're certainly going to miss this place, but we've been online so much, really, over the last couple of years, and I'm used to it. Um, so hi, all my online friends. I'll see you next week from Charlevoix. Thank you. Good morning, church. So as a lot of you know, me and Ryan have been through a lot the last couple years. We've been displaced from our home. And this last week, we got our okay to move back home. We passed our final inspection. And it has been a long journey. We've been trying a long time to get there. So God has done this. We have a toilet. Hallelujah. I love my toilet. And we're going to be spending Christmas in our home. We'll be home for Christmas. He's orchestrated every step. 
He has seen us through every piece, and soon we will be sleeping in our own bed and not twin beds and not with cats stepping on my face and hair at five in the morning when they want to eat. So we're going home. Anybody on Zoom? Okay, anyone else? All right, I will turn it back over to the music. All right. This next one's a Christmas song, believe it or not. It's an, it's a, it's an ancient song. Um, one of the, the first um, ones is as we approach the, the Advent season. Um, it uses a lot of imagery, and um, I think it captures very well the, the awe um, of what happened is just truly supernatural of, of, of God coming to us. <clears throat> Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded for with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to demand King of king yet born of Mary As Alleluia, Lord, 
Let's join together in this next one. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. This morning, we light a candle. The light of the single flame is a reminder to us of the inbreaking hope that flickers in the darkness of our world. We have hope in the midst of the darkness. We remember the hope that is all around us and in us through Emmanuel, God with us. 
We have hope that God is with us. We light this candle in remembrance of the Messiah who came, but also with hopeful expectation of the return of Christ, when all things will be made right. We look ahead to hope for Christ's return. We light this candle in the sanctuary, yet we know that the light is not meant to be kept here in this place, that the hope of Christ is for the world around us as well. Bring hope to the world around us through our works of justice, peace, and love. May the light of hope our hearts be carried throughout the world around us. Amen. Hi, my name is Molly, and welcome to Genesis. Today, I will be giving you your announcements. So next Sunday, we will have our ornament making in South Hall, and it is open to all ages. Once again, we're collecting new underwear and socks for CDC's Pride for Parents Christmas store this holiday season. CDC is Central Detroit Christian Community Development Corporation and one of our compassion partners. CDC is committed to empowering people, creating positive opportunities for the community, and loving their neighbors. The Christmas store is designed to help children experience the love of Christ and the gifts that he gives while affirming the dignity of parents who may not be financially capable of supplying the basic needs and special wants of their children. Poverty is complex, and there are many factors outside the control of families. You can help by purchasing a package or two of new underwear or socks, either using the wishlist link found in the e-blast or on Facebook, or by buying packages at local stores and dropping them off in the bin in the lobby. The approximate cost is 5 to $10 per package, and if you're not sure what to buy, pick up the underwear or socks you like in your size. You can also ask your kids to pick out their favorites. Sunday, December 5th, is the last Sunday to drop off items in the bin, which is next Sunday. Also next Sunday, we will be the newcomer lunch, so please let us know if you will be attending right after service. Today, please stick around to help decorate the church following the service. Now, take a moment and say hello to the person next to you.
Well, good morning. Welcome again for those on Zoom and Facebook and, and here in person. You made it. Thanksgiving has come and gone. Maybe you still have stuffing and potatoes or pumpkin pie. And today is the first start of Advent, the Sunday of Advent, as we begin to move towards remembering Jesus, his birth, his life, his resurrection, right, and our expectation of hope. So glad to be with you in this season of Advent as we start in. They lit the first candle, Sandra and Bill and their community lit that first candle. The first Sunday of Advent is the candle of hope. And so we're going to talk just a little bit about hope today. It's a four Sunday as well, and one of our practices is that it's worship in action. And so we long, as that last reading of hope, for that hope to spread, right, to go beyond us, not just lighting a candle in a room like this in the full expanse, but for that candle to be lit in us and to go into the world. That's our hope for today. Uh, when you, when you, maybe when you came in, you get our texts, and so we send out some prayer stuff. We have a digital connection card that was um, texted to you this morning. If you want to open that up, in that you can put your prayer requests. Uh, you can let us know if you'd like to come to the newcomer's lunch. If you don't have that, there's a little uh, scan code, a barcode on that. If not, you can go to genesisthechurch.org, and right there on that front page, it says digital connection card, and you can click on that. And that's just ways to say, oh, I'm, I'm getting tanked, or my family is tanked, or, you know, we, we got messages of people from this last week, of father-in-laws in the hospital, and, and things like that. So we would love to know how to support, how to support with hope and how to pray. So at any time, feel free to go to that and, and, and fill that out. I also want to thank all of you who continue to extend your lives giving gifts to the organization of Genesis and to the work of the church through tithes and, and offerings and gifts. And you're doing that uh, digitally. So thank you for that. We long for the people around us in this community, our neighbors, our city to, to flourish. And that work is ongoing, right? May that be. So let's pause and pray for God's good to come. So, Father, we do. We long for your good, your flourishing of all of humanity. And we know there are places where that is not happening. Where it is stilted and stunted. Where hope has been to be sucked from the room. Oh, Lord, let your love stretch into that space. Equip us to stretch into that space. Open our eyes, God, to see those needs and to meet them as a people. So God, would your love meet us where we're not flourishing today? Where there's a massive gap. So God, breathe upon us who are weary and weak, distracted, forgetful, lonely, hurting, sick. Breathe your love upon us, Lord. Breathe your love on those who are not here in person because of any of those reasons, Lord. Breathe your love on our neighbors and in our community. So we pray your kingdom come. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Okay, so week one is about hope. To begin that, it is Psalm 25. We've pulled these resources, I, I believe it was a Presbyterian group, and so some of the readings that we're doing and stuff are going to follow a lectionary, which is this ongoing reading plan, right? Where it's just, a, it's a pattern of engaging the scriptures through seasons and holidays and through ritual. And so Psalm 25 is a part of the lectionary, right? Which is this pattern of religious reading. And so as it fits with hope, we want to read that together. So if you, the, the words will be on the screen. If you'd like to have uh, your phone out, if you'd like to read it yourself, feel free to grab a hardcover. The book's called The Bible. That's where you can find it in. It's in the smaller book within the book called The Psalms, and it's in chapter 25. Now I'm just going to read verses 1 to 10. Let's read this together. Oh Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. But disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O oh Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O oh Lord, your compassion and unfailing love, which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness all who keep his covenant and obey his commands. Psalm 25 goes on for another 12 verses. You can continue to read it. We're going to use these first 10 as just the sort of a launch into this. This psalm was written by a poet, a king, a warrior, a lover, a musician. And it's an acrostic. Now, the acrostic is lost in English because it wasn't written in English. It was written in Hebrew. And so each line takes the next Hebrew letter. Do you guys remember doing acrostics when you were kids? It seems to be things that you... Has anybody done an acrostic recently? <laughs> right? It seems to be almost child's play. Right? Where you would, you would choose someone's name and you would take the letter of their name and put an attribute of them or you would say kind things. Anyone ever done that on Valentine's Day for someone you liked? Okay, a few of you. But it's an acrostic, meaning that it goes through all the Hebrew letters. And so, with this, there's a purpose behind it. There's a pattern to what the writer is wanting to, go to, to see and to participate in. And we want to see that pattern. Right? We, we want to engage in that. And we want to see where it begins is important because it sets the tone for this entire poem. Now, this, this poem, this poetry... Is about hope. Right? It, it, it's about hope. And our way to being a people of hope, receiving hope and giving hope. Now, uh, there's a, a teacher or a philosopher I love. 
and, and he, his name is Mirsalov Wolf, right? And he says about hope, he says this, hope is love stretching itself into the future. So that's what hope is. Hope, and he's speaking from a Christian sense because this is who he is. Hope is love, which is an action, and it's people, and it's work. That love being stretched into our future. And when that hope is in, in a Christian sense, it's this hope in God, right? And God's love stretching into our future. As a parent of a six-year-old, I think of stretching, things being stretched. Um, I have a few things here. These are gujitsu. Anybody familiar with gujitsu? No? Well, they stretch, right? I think their origin story is that there was like a meteor or something that hit a zoo, and then they, were, they took on like superpowers, and now they take on like bad animals or something. Yeah, look it up. Okay, so, but they stretch, right? And like when we were kids, we had those like Mr. Stretchy. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong, there you go. Yeah, you guys can relate, right? You can relate. They stretch. So I think tactically, we need to stretch these. Love is something that stretches, right? Hope is love stretching. Now, this is also a king cobra snake that stretches, right? So not to scare you. But feel free to pass those around and just give them a stretch, right? It's got give. So stretch it. <laughs> and don't, does somebody get popped with it? Okay, good, good. You can try to shoot it if you want. That would be cool. Hope is love stretching itself into the future. Now, here's the beauty of God. I just want to go right into it, right? The beauty of God as God's love stretches. Now, if that's us, if it's, if it's humanity stretching itself into the future, we think, ah, oh, it's going to snap. Right? It's going to give. It's got a limit to how much it can stretch, to how far it can go. And that's absolutely accurate. I mean, we could do it physically right here. How far can the human body stretch? Anyone willing to be the participant? Do we have a really limber person that we can see? You didn't get my joke, nor no one took me up on it. Good. It, it, it has a limit to it. Here, here's the reality. Jesus in flesh had a limit to it, to his body, to the stretch of his love, to when it finally gave out. Right? The physicalness of Jesus. And so when the scriptures talk about, oh, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that Jesus went to the greatest stretching even giving his life on the cross, right, where he was stretched out to the extent of his love, to being stretched to the uttermost most place to where his life was that from him, right? Lost, given in an act of love and salvation. 
And so the story of Jesus just is just not that, right? It's the story of Jesus in his death being resurrected by the divine life. Becoming the universal Christ. As his life was taken, as it was stretched to the complete limit of his love, as he was executed and died and was buried, he was raised by the Spirit of God to life and seated at the right hand and now ruling over everything and everyone. And so now when we talk about the love of God that stretches into our future, it is universal. It's the universal Christ who's above all, in all, whose life cannot be taken, who is the risen one above everything, and whose love can meet everything, and whose power can step into everything, who is not finite, but the infinite. So that kind of hope does not disappoint. Because God's love or strength is not diminished when it's given to us, extended to us, God is not tired or weary. And so we can hope in that kind of love in the person of Jesus who meets us, whose love will stretch into our future, into our day, into our tomorrow. And that's what hope is. Love stretching into our future. And then we believe it even in the midst of hard, despair, turmoil, Fear, the reality of our world, saying love is going to stretch. The love of God will stretch into our future. He will see us through. That's what hope is. It's the anchoring of that. Being anchored in God's love that is demonstrated for us and with us and in us, pouring upon us. And that's what this psalm is about. It's about that kind of hope. Hope in God and his love. And so what's so crucial about this psalm in Psalm 25 is where it starts. What do you do with that kind of love? What do you do with hope? And in verse 1 it says you surrender to it. You give yourself to it. You consent to it. You say yes to it. Verse 1, Lord, I give my life to you. My being, I, I surrender to you. I'm yours. That's what consenting is, right? I consent to you. I trust in you, my God. You're steady and stable and good and faithful and trustworthy. So surrender is where the psalm begins, as this pattern, as this acrostic in this poetry of God. So where do we begin when it comes to the hope of God and the love of God? Oh, we consent to it. We surrender to it. That sounds easy, right? It, it, it sounds really simple. But it's not. Actually, it can be really difficult for us to trust, to breathe it in, to say yes, and to actually participate in it. 
We can be squeamish. We can stand aloof. We can say we believe in it, but then remain far from it, because it's not an idea that we take hold of. It's consenting to the person of God and being with God. I was sharing this last week. I shared the story with Nate and a few others. Uh, I was in Missouri just a couple weeks ago for my, my grandma's 100th birthday. And we, we went out. It's all like, it's a to, total like farmland and stuff like that. And we were in the small city and we took harvest and a few of his cousins because there was really nothing to do. And we looked at, looked at cows, right? So what do you do <laughs> when you're in Missouri for a good time with your kids? You go look at cows, you know? And, you know, there's steer and horns and stuff. And it was a beautiful night. And the sun is setting. And they're all like on these like old like metal fences, almost like a ranch-style fence. I mean, it was like picture-perfect, right? We took all these photos of them. It was beautiful, right? And I was dreaming about that when I was together with some friends. I was, I was picturing that in my head. It actually happened on Monday. I mean, with a group of people, we read the scriptures. We listen to songs about God's love to help shape us and to frame us. We pray together. And I got caught up in the song, was daydreaming about Missouri, and in that, and about wanting to speak over my boys about their names because I talked about their names last Sunday and what they meant. And I'm daydreaming about that, right, in the middle of this song. It's a good daydream about wanting to speak over them. And I was doing it in Missouri at this, like, farm, right, about this longing to speak the meaning and my delight over them. And then I hear this whisper from God when when I'm in the song. And you know what it was? It wasn't, stop daydreaming, get back to worshiping me. What are you doing? <laughs> no, the whisper was this. Bo, let, let me do that to you. Let me, let me speak over you. You're daydreaming about wanting to do this for your boys? I also delight in this too. Let me do that to you. Will, will you go to the fence with me? Right? Would you, would you go lean on this fence and look at the cows and let me speak over you? And do you know what my answer was? Maybe not right now, right? But, you know, I was squeamish. Right? And it even caught me off guard. Whoa, why is that so uncomfortable? Right? It can be hard. It, it can be hard to trust in that kind of love especially because every one of us has wounds and hurts and rejection that have told us the opposite story right every one of us that had people who were created and made to do that who failed <laughs> to live up to it we had people who should be speaking those things to us and never said a word and were silent we've had people who loved us and said the opposite and so when we, when we step into this place of love wanting to stretch over us, sometimes we can be like, this feels so foreign. It's also, it's kind of scary. Right? But yet, God just continues to invite. 
And then part of that for me was not like, oh, you missed it. It was like, no, Bo, let me show you what's going on in you. And the offer is there, right? The offer is there anytime. And I, I know what that means for me, right? I, I know what that means. I know what that looks like. I know what it's like to go to that place, to that imagery, and to be quiet and let God say what God wants to say, even though I can be a little bit spooked. It can be hard to consent. But yet we have a God who wants to stretch over his love over us for hope to spill over us. And the first step to that is to surrender to it, to consent to it. Yeah, I give you myself. My ears, my heart, my body are open to you to speak over it, to say over it, to direct it, to navigate it. Yes, I consent. It starts there. But that consenting, that kind of stepping into trusting in God leads to a deeper formation of us, right? It shapes us, it forms us, it reworks us, it transforms us. When hope, when love spills over us, it has an effect upon us. It pours over and God is forming us into his likeness, the people who follow his way. When we consent to it, it begins to go into formation. And what happens to that is in the psalm, you kind of read through it, it's like it starts with, God, my life is yours. And then it goes into things like, teach me your way. Right? Show me in verse 5. To these, these, these things, form, show me the right path, O Lord. Lead me a, Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. I'm putting my hope there, knowing that love is going to stretch to the end of today and then tomorrow and to the days to come. See, this pattern, this pattern of what it looks like for hope and love to stretch into us begins with us surrendering but it leads into us being formed as we surrender, being shaped, being molded, which is so essential for us. Because without this, without being formed and shaped by God, well, we're in trouble because we will be stretched and we'll try to stretch our love and we will break and we will snap. And we'll slap back and we'll respond differently, but we will be formed by this love, reformed by this love, transformed in this, by this love in order to be the people who can bear God's likeness in the world, which is to be a people of hope, to be a people whose love would stretch into the future. Without being formed, Reform, transform, whatever word you want to use. By the love of God, we are incapable of, being, of, of our love stretching into the future without us breaking. Well, breaking indefinitely. Just the act of loving and stretching our love has a form of breaking to it, but not the kind of breaking that ends in our ruin, that ends in despair, 
this psalm of hope has this place of being formed. Teach us, God. Teach us. Show me your path. Lead me in your truth. Show me how to live. If I surrender to you, what does it mean then for me to live? How do I live in your love and with your love? For us to be a people who just receive the warmth of God's love and hold it to ourselves as a deformation of the life of Jesus, right? Right? It's a deformation, so we know. We know for us that we're to be people who to receive this love of Jesus, to be formed by it, to be shaped by it, to say yes to it, to consent to it, and then to extend it. To extend it into the world. Verse 9 of this one goes into it as he talks about that kind of forming. Verse 9 says, he leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. Another version says, he leads the humble in justice. He teaches the humble his way. I don't think justice is just like, oh, they're going to get justice. No, he's leading the humble in justice because this is the work of God towards justice. Injustice is about us seeing the things that are in the world, but yet should not be, right? That we, we know what sh- that this is what is, but this is what should be. And that gap is justice. And being a people who want to step into those gaps, his way in that. Long to be those kinds of people who step into that. Charles Taylor, he was a Catholic philosopher. He met with Mother Teresa, and he asked her, he asked that question when he was speaking about her work with the abandoned and the dying in Calcutta. And he asked about our motivation. Why? Why do you extend yourself in this way? Right? What motivates you to step into this kind of work? And she responded that she did the hard work of tending them because they were created in the image of God. That in loving them, she was loving God. This was just an act of this beautiful work of God in her who was poured over her with God's love and she was extending love back to God, right? And back to the creation of this world. Image bearers of God. People of great value. She said that's all that was because they were created in the image of God. And Charles Taylor thought to himself, he said, I could have said that too. I I knew that. But then he asked that question as an introspective philosopher, could I have meant it? Did did that truth, did that reality of being created in the likeness of God, being formed in the likeness of God, having the love of God poured upon you, being included in the person of God, Had that really taken place? Did he mean it? And for when we talk about being a people of hope, that's the challenge. Right? Isn't that the challenge for us? When we talk about Advent, this season, even the message of hope, that love stretches into our future in the person of God, in the person of Jesus Christ, challenge to really mean 
that the presence and the activity of the God of love, right, the presence of the God of love who can make us love our neighbors as ourselves is our hope and the hope of the world. That's the challenge, really to mean that, that the presence of the God of love, the greatest thing in this world is the hope of love stretching into us, the God of love loving us and and people loving us and us loving others, that that is the greatest message of hope and the greatest reality of our lives. That this God is the secret of our flourishing as people and as a culture and as a globe. The challenge isn't to know it, but to truly believe it. Do we mean it? Hope is love stretching into the future. What does this look like for you? And so today, as we step into, we light this candle and, and we do this, and this is the worship and action, I wanted to move us to do something together. Andrew, or can I have a couple people who wouldn't mind handing out some stuff? Oh, thank you. Do you want to pass some of those out? This is just a tool. Is there enough for one per person? I think so. I think there's enough for one. But, like, uh, they only need one. They don't need both sets of stuff, right? So, um, whichever one they have... One has a staple in it, and one's just a one-sheeter. Thank you. Do we have enough? Still got people? Somebody got a sheet? If not, we can share one for anybody needs something to look at. You can fake it too. You can just be like, oh, I got one. I'm good. Thank you for passing those out. I'll take one to Greg if you got an extra. I forgot to grab one. Perfect. I'm not moving anymore, but did I lose signal? Chest, chest, no, is it on? Okay, thank you. So the question that we want to put some space to, ignore the sheet for the moment. Hope is love stretching into the future. Love stretching into your future. Love stretching into the future of those around you. What does this look like for you? Part of the two questions that I would love for you to ponder, to take a couple minutes and to sit and to even discuss with somebody next to you. 
One would just be, what would it look like for love just to stretch into, for that love, the love of God to stretch into your future? For you to consent to it, to take hold of it, to sit in it, to be present in it. What does it look like, what would it look like for God to love you? Would it be God speaking over you? Talking to you? Comforting you? Right, what, is it, what does it mean to experience God's love for you? What, what does that convey to you? Right, um, maybe even the consenting to it. What does it look, look like for you to consent to God's love? So th- ponder that for a second. Right, what does it look like to consent to God's love? For love, for God's love is going to stretch over you and for you to say yes. What would that look like for you? There's no right or wrong answer, right? But there, there's something to that question about saying yes to God's love. And you can say, you know what? That doesn't mean anything to me. That feels so foreign. Know that my first instinct to that question was like, it's too much for me. Right? That is okay. God begins to lead us on a journey when that's our instinct, because it's not to embarrass us. Right? That just exposes some of our frailty. Exposes some of the truth of some of the hard places we've been as humans. Not, right? That's all it does and gives a place for God to bring some healing into that. That's where I'm trying to go with it. As I begin to ask questions about why I'm so uncomfortable with that. And doing that with some trusted friends and some professionals, right? In order to come to a spot of wholeness to where I can receive the best gifts ever of love, right? That could be easy to love and not run from it. So what does it look like for you to consent to God's love? So take a minute and turn to the person next to you and just kind of, what grabs your attention at that? There's somebody near you, if you're alone, turn to the person. Just share for a second. How does that strike you? There's a lot of ones sitting in here, so, um, or right, keeping your COVID distance. So maybe turn to the closest person and say, how does that strike you about consenting to God's love? Seem hard, seem easy. How do you do it? Foreign to you? So turn and, and take a minute. Just share that.
That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with each other. That, that's, an, that's a really interesting question, right? And, and not one to be taken kind of lightly or not going to make anyone kind of speak out loud to the whole for this. But I pray you'd continue to ponder what that is. There's a really popular phrase called self-care, right? And, and usually self-care means just like things like, oh, right, you're... you're um, because of life and the demands of life, we, we, need to, we need to have a love for self, right? And things that care for us and that sustain us and that help us to walk the road that we have. And things like exercise and eating well and having some time of solitude or getting your nails done or right, being with some friends or community or eating, all these forms of self-care which is a form of consenting to this reality of love. But sometimes self-care can just be us being the ones who are fighting for that place, right? It's sort of intentional love of self in order to be able to equip us with some of the demands and the needs that we have. It's an interesting question to say that God is not outside of self-care, that God is always involved in it. But so what does it look like? for that kind of care, for the kind of love that God wants to pour over us this season. So my question for you, over the season of Advent as a people of hope, and hope being that love is stretching itself onto us and in us into our future. What might that look like? Is there, is there an invitation, is there something tangible for you to say yes to in some way, or a space to create over this season just to be able to believe or receive or sit in that love. You don't earn it. You're not making it happen. But it could be a pattern. Could there be a place? Could there be a rhythm of just, and we said, I give myself to you in that love. Could there be something in this season as one that is marked by hope? to be a people who would receive that from God. We call that, like, we, we call that the up component of our lives, right? Being with God. And so my question is, like, what, could there be something for you that you could engage in or sit in or consent to this pattern, this season? And if you're feeling something really strong in that, I, I encourage you to to, to take even really simple steps, even if it's just five minutes of sitting still. Right? Sitting and say, I consent to your love, God. <laughs> I consent to it. Meaning I, I'm, I'm open to it. You want to love me? Okay. I'm here. I consent. And just resting in it. And for some of us, that, that is really scary. So, Lord, would you come and pour over your hope and your love over us as a people? Because unless we're shaped and formed by you, transformed by your love, your love being poured over us, we know that we're stunted. We know that the deformations of our life seem to win out. <laughs> But yet the hope is, is that you talk about the formation of us, not with hiding the deformations, not with being even ashamed of them, but you breathing upon them and covering us, loving us in our frailty and in our brokenness, and speaking your words of affirmation just as we are. 
favor us with those kinds of space, Lord. Let us hear your invitation and say yes. Amen. One of the other journeys of this hope is being the people of hope, right? So that our love, the love of Jesus can stretch into the futures of others. And as we, and Alessandra and Bill and your group, you lit this candle, this candle of hope, is to say, oh, we are the messengers of this light, right? That we're spreading the rumors of this hope that God's love is present. Right? It's like, oh, no, God is with us. There's a future. It's going to be with us tomorrow. God is at work. And this opportunity to be these people who have received the divine life and able to extend it. The love of God, pouring the love of God upon others as God has poured it upon us. So this, is, this week is about worship in action. I'd love for you to pause for a second. And here's the first question I want you to sit with in the Holy Spirit. And just ask God, so the question for the, we want to ask God is, is there somebody in our life, in the sphere whom God has put you in, in this time, in this place, whom the Lord wants you, wants you to move with a message of hope for them? Is there someone around you whom the Spirit of God is saying, hey, I want to invite you to be a little bit more intentional with them? In this season. In order to love them. Which is hope, right? It's love. So let's ask and see if a name or a person pops into our head. So I'm not trying to give you a task here. All I want to create is for us to be open to the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God to put something upon us. Sound good? So Holy Spirit... You know the people and the places in our lives. And we, we want to be open. Because you're the God of hope and your hope spreads. And so even in this week, Lord, is there a person that you've placed that is in the sphere of our life that we see, that we know, that we've talked to, whom you're, you're inviting us to be a bit more intentional with? To step in with a little bit more presence. And if so, God, would you bring their face to our mind? And God, if there was no face that popped into our mind, <laughs> it is okay. So if you had a fake face, so this, this is a part of the practice, right? It's just if you know there was somebody that popped into your head, and you're like, yeah. What would it look like for me to be a little more intentional with that person? How to have love stretch into their future. Because this is yet to happen. This is what it looks like for love to stretch into someone's future. The idea comes. And we're saying the Holy Spirit is the one who's creating the stimulus for us and saying, who's the person? Bring the who to mind, God. Because you have created us to be these people of hope who follow your ways. What is God's way? Well, he's the God of hope, spreading love. Oh, so we're to love God by loving others. Yeah, that's, where, that's what it is to be a person of hope.
So in front of you, when, I, when they gave you back those sheets, these are just some tangible ideas. Right? Tangible ideas that people have used in Advent for, for in your home, to do with your family, to do with a neighbor, to do with a group, to do with some friends from work. Right? That just bring other people to mind. There could be a step to do with someone whom God brought to your mind. The person that came to my mind, you know what? This number two in here, watch a holiday movie. For me to do that with him would absolutely be a stretch of love in his life. Because he's so lonely. And he lives by himself. And he's in a retirement place. And his body is kind of hurting. And for him to come to my house in the mess of our house and watch a holiday movie would be an absolute act of just hope and love pouring over him. Right? Right there. It would be like, yep, come watch a movie. Pick him up, drive him home, watch Elf or whatever, right? So here's what I want you to do. Did, oh, who had a person? Hold your hands up high. Had a person that came to mind, somebody that came to mind about like what it would look like for hope, right, to spread to a person. Take a look at the sheet. Maybe read through it. Get a sense if there's one of those things to be like, oh yeah, I could, I could do this with them. So take a peek at the sheet, and I'd love for you to turn to someone and just daydream. You don't have to commit to it. Just daydream about what that could look like in order to, to do that. And get the feedback from the person and say, hey, does that feel like love? Just get some feedback. You don't need to tell the person's name, right? So we're not asking, right? But, but dream together a little bit. And so there were some who, who had that and others who didn't. And maybe you even read this list as you're sitting there and somebody comes to your mind of like, oh my gosh. This would just be a beautiful act of love, right? And, and that just... It feels right, and you could do that. So turn to people next to you. Think about the person and daydream about who or what you could step into. Just one. Sound good? So turn and, and share with one another through this list of things.
awesome for sharing with one another. So the, these two things, for some of you who have done this before in Advent, if you want to take it a step further, we have some tools out in the lobby if people want to create a daily Advent calendar, right, with some scripture reading that you can make a part of it, with some, some movement stuff that you can make a part of it and cut these out and stick them in little, um, little stocking things that you could hang on a clothespin and rope. You'll see that in the lobby. So if you're like, oh, I would love something really tangible just to remind me of the season of the God of hope. Not as a task thing of saying, oh, you need to do good in order to get God's love. No, this starts and is anchored in this reality that God's love pours upon us exactly as we are. Hope is God's love that stretches into our future. Regardless of if we extend it. Now, we want to extend it because we are meant to be formed in his likeness. And we flourish when we step into this. Because this is what we were made for. I want to live into our formation as children of God. And so maybe this would be something you want to step into something more. And if so, there's some tools in the lobby for you to do that. They're right there at the coffee bar. If you'd be interested in looking at that, we're going to do that. Um, we're also setting up the, the Christmas here in the building. For those of you who want to stick around and help decorate, you can meet by the chalkboard um, out there here in the lobby. And we're going to move some people to decorate up in here and decorate the tree, just as this chance is just sort of being together. Please do stick around. There will be some pizza that is going to come for those of you who are hungry or wondering about that. So we'll have some food and that with you. But for that, we would, I'm going to dismiss you um, at this time. But continue in the conversations about what it is to be a people of hope. So my prayer for you, for that if you've heard a name or something, in the next week, move towards that person with love. Right? Let that be love spreading into their future. That's what hope is. It has yet to take place. But let's act on it and move on it this week as people who have received that kind of love from Jesus. Let's pray. We praise you, God, for, that king, for Jesus who came in flesh and who stepped into this world with immense love. You stepped into the brokenness of the world, the frailty of the world, the weakness of this world. You gave your life and you gave your love and you stretched to the uttermost place of being stretched and being broken. You stretched even unto death as an act of love for all of humanity. And we stand in awe of you, God. And you said that we were created in your likeness. Oh, and you talk about breathing your life into us. Not having death breathed into us. Not having sin breathed upon us. Not having shame breathed upon us. But your life, the divine life and love. And we say yes to that, God. Yes to the love of Jesus. Yes to your love. Yes to your Holy Spirit. Teach us to how to live in that love, God, and not run from it. And Lord, let that love spill out in the hope and the actions of loving others so that others would flourish as well. So animate, God, our bodies and our minds in this season. Regardless of another variant going around, regardless of economic weirdness or political weirdness or 
human weirdness. Lord, let your hope spread. And let us spread the rumors of it. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great Sunday. If you can stick around, if you want to figure out how to create something, uh, a daily tool to help you through Advent, you can, you know, we have some Advent chocolate calendars too. If somebody wanted to give those away to a neighbor, Nate grabbed about 25 of those. If you would like an Advent calendar, if you eat it every day, just thinking about how God loves us, feel free to do that. And these tools, that's by the coffee bar. You can grab those or you can help with decorating uh, the church. That's by the chalkboard.